And we are here at episode 84 of the Cherokee Rewind. I am Mick. Thanks for hanging out. And, of course, we're talking this time around. We're going to go over back over to Fort Wayne, Indiana. Uh, and uh, this young man, who I, I, I think of the line, uh, the line from uh, from um, Slapshot when he talks about all the litigation, the t interrogation, blah, 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 all that other stuff. The, uh, you know, the sudden deportation to back to Canada, that country's refusal to take them back. I think for some reason, Kobe, I think of you when I think of this. <laughs> I don't know why. I just do whenever I hear that line in Slapshot from the announcer. But uh, <laughs> you, you, this is a young man that cracked me up and has a special place in my heart because we've I've I've often talked about some of the guys over the years, the smaller guys that uh, they play they played fearless in spite of their size or lack thereof. You know, I've talked about, you know, the the Mike Opids, the Mark Farrells of the world, uh, et cetera. There are other guys that I've talked about here as well that have not been the tallest trees out there, but they play like it. And this guy was the epitome, okay, the epitome of the little guy who played much bigger than his size. And most of us that remember him, we, we remember him fondly. And that, his name is Kobe Peters. Kobe I always remember certain guys, their jersey numbers. I try to remember everybody's jersey number. I usually fail miserably, but I'm pretty sure I remember you wore number 11. Is that true? Spot on. Attaboy, Nick. <laughs> okay. Just, I, you know, like I always tell people, I broke clocks right twice a day. So, um, <laughs> so anyway, let's. I want to get started here because this, like I said, I'm going to have some fun uh, with this one, uh, talking about when you first got your start and uh your uh your late father god bless his soul i remember the two of you uh i i just remember the the for some reason whenever i saw i'd see your dad and i love marty a million times over um the egg i'll always remember the <laughs> egg. <laughs> oh man mick you know what i still have that I still have the scamp. You're kidding. Yeah, I kid you not. I've been ke uh, keeping it up to par. Uh, 13 foot of all luxurious egg that it is. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. That and is hysterical. Uh, oh, shoot. Um, I, yeah, oh we've my. had that for more than 20 years. Yeah, oh more than my. 20 years we've had that. Gosh, that is hysterical. Oh, we'll yeah. get into that. We'll get into that here in a little bit. I promise yeah. you. We can't pass. We can't pass. That's too good to pass up. Uh, <clears throat> icon. Yeah. No, yeah. For the, just stick around, guys. If you if you don't know about if you don't know who Kobe is <laughs> and you're trying to learn about all this stuff, this is all part of what makes this journey that he had so great. And uh, now let's start first. Uh, your the the beginning, Fort Wayne. Yes. Uh, what? Uh, who was it that got you into the game? Was it your dad or somebody else or? What was it about the game that really got you fired up so, to the point where you wanted to play? Uh, most of the time, I, I'm the youngest of four, and I'd follow the footsteps and try to find my way through my siblings. Um, oldest sister and my two older brothers, and next closest to me was about five and a half years older, was Franz. And he was into hockey at, um, 
at an early age, and I saw what he was doing, but we all began with soccer. Uh, European father and just having that uh, um, uh, as the sport of Europe that we, we decided to play that, and Franz found hockey. I saw hockey that we could actually be physical in that game, and that, that, that perked my interest for sure. Um, so it started around six or seven years old. Uh, I went through um, all the initiation programs of learning how to skate in Fort Wayne and, and learn our way. And actually, it was I, I remember those fond days. Uh, we would actually, if you couldn't stop on your right or left, they would hold you back until you learned how to do it. It wasn't just like, guess what? Three weeks are done. You move on. Now you get to play hockey. So it was at that early age of learning fundamentals was was ingrained in me. If you want to be able to do this, you want to move on, learn your basics. Skating. So, yeah. So then um, now uh, being in Fort Wayne, obviously the, the huge impact of the Comets uh, on that community. I mean, yeah. it's, it's really crazy. Talk about that for a second where, I mean, most of us, yeah, we, we root, you know, when we, when we try to talk about hockey, it's usually talking the NHL level, but in certain communities, if right. Fort Wayne's one of them, Toledo to some extent is somewhat that way also, but the impact of the mm -hmm. minor league team, it's they're they're the pro team. And the pro team in Fort Wayne is the Comets. And, I mean, you got the most legendary broadcaster this side of Doc Emmerich, and that being yeah. Bob Chase. Uh, yes. My gosh, the man literally uh, broadcast until he died and was yep. 90, what, 91 or 90 or 91 years old. Oh, yeah, I'd say about that. I don't yeah. know the exact number. It was, yeah, around, it, was... it was right. Around, I know he was in his 90s. And literally gave, I mean, literally gave his life for, for broadcasting comments. And, uh, you know, the fact that uh, the impact that guys like Chase and a lot of the other guys, you know, the legends, you know, I think of guys in the era that I used to watch and before, which is long before you came around. And that, I mean, guys, yeah. you know, I go back with, you know, uh, Robbie Laird, uh, oh, Robbie, yeah. Robbie Iron, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. uh, Reggie Primo, all those guys way back in the day. Uh, and right. then later on, you know, you had guys and stuff that came out, you know, later that, uh, uh, you know, the new, the even now with the new generation of, of K's, you've got guys that, um, you know, are the heroes to the young people now that are yeah. currently playing. And yeah. it's still, I think, pretty cool to see Memorial Coliseum, you know, uh, I, if I remember, isn't it like 8,000 strong or, or a little more than that now, isn't it? A little more than that. Since they expanded the, they raised the roof, uh, I think 11, closer to 11. It's, it's, they've expanded. Wow. That's awesome. You know, yeah. and, and, but talk about uh, what it was like growing up with the K's in the community and how important that was for, for kids that wanted to play hockey. It was huge. It was huge. I, like you, you touched upon, like, teams, uh, when I was playing travel hockey uh, after the initiation program that I mentioned, um, we played teams, and they, they have their uh, st uh, stories or their jerseys themselves of, of NHL teams and having the greats there. 
but I, I feel like it was a little closer with the Fort Wayne Comets in a smaller city. Uh, being a travel comment uh, for the team, it kind of gave you the little boost thinking like, yeah, I'm like one of the Comets. This is great. So it was, it was motivation in that aspect. Uh, but then we can actually bring our games to the comic games and it was involved. It was really nice. Um, I remember having a, um, some of a connection with, with uh, Kelly Hurd was one of the players then. And uh, I, I had a chance to interview him when I was in elementary. Wow. Uh, I guess we, yeah, we had a little audio video AV club thing. Uh, um, shoot. Yeah, that was elementary. And I had a chance to be able to do that. I did the little morning uh, um, videos of uh, talking about the weather, the news. And like I said, I had a little interview, just a couple questions, one-on-one with uh, a comment. And it, it was it was a close community. Growing up with anybody who knew anybody or anybody, at, whether they're connected by playing hockey, knew the comments, wanted to go to the comments game. It was the thing to do. I mean, I, I mean and it was... The, it was so ingrained in the community. I think that's the difference where, I yes. mean, the minor leagues teams of in, in other communities, it would be like, you know, yeah, let's go get drunk and watch the game or well, let's socialize at the game, you know, right. where yeah. in places like Fort Wayne and Toledo, the people, I mean, they lived and died with the team, you know. They knew what was going on with the team off the ice as much as they did on the ice. Uh, they, Absolutely. They knew, they knew what was happening, and it was, um, it was one of those things that, um, where you look at how much. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Because in this era of having to have luxury boxes, having to have, uh, you know, all these different. Uh, amenities at the games now it's yeah. still at the end of the day in in cities like i said like toledo like uh, kalamazoo like uh, oh yeah fort, you know fort wayne uh those yeah. type of teams the the passion the passion for the sport and the passion for the players on the team uh it goes beyond what a normal night of quote-unquote entertainment would be yeah Yes. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it was, it was, they still provide the entertainment. I understand that's, that's their business, but uh, it, different growing up. I don't want to be like the guy saying, oh, back in my day, it was a different story. Better days, whatever. Walked uphill, 10 feet of snow, uphill, downhill, whatever, going back to school or playing hockey with bare feet and whatever. coach dropped it off about a mile away with a hockey bag. No, uh, the games of the comic games, I remember that there, there really wasn't much like, uh, advertisement or music being blared out loud in between each whistle. So there was a lot of participation from the fans to yell and scream their own point of view, whether it's nice or not, uh, whether there's children in the crowd or not. <laughs> and people would react to it. We'd have our own little celebrities in the crowd. There's a guy, the, the Elvis guy. There was a guy, who, a chubby checker guy. One guy would dance the chubby checker every time they, they played the, the song. Another guy was the yeller. He just yelled things. If you're even if you're on the other side of the arena, you could hear that he's bleeping this and bleeping that to, to whomever on the ice. So it's now it's you try to be able to, to express yourself and you you can't hear your own self think with the music. So that's true. Now and I remember back in the day we had uh, what was it for us at least he he traveled around 
but he was very uh they brought him back to toledo a lot and that was uh what was his name claude the happy trumpeter oh yeah yeah he had he was a trump he was originally out of i think either it was either quebec the nordique or with montreal i think it was quebec though it was oh that's cool yeah he started there and yeah. and uh with his trumpet and he'd just go around and play and get the crowd going and uh he went he went on to like i said he would uh, go to different minor league barns and would play but he was really a hit in toledo and uh, oh, he would play cool. that and, and it's funny you know i remember kobe i remember when the fort wayne toledo rivalry was very bitter back in the old ihl days yeah the gold diggers at the time right yep mm-hmm. yeah i yeah, remember yeah, yeah. uh i remember as as a younger guy watching those I remember one time, I think it was for the Turner Cup uh, finals for the IHL. They it got Ooh. it was so heated that uh, when Toledo went to Fort Wayne to play in 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 the games, there was like a, a there was a controversy in that the Fort Wayne Fort Wayne wouldn't allow the Toledo television to broadcast oh. the game back to Fort to Toledo. I mean, it was, there oh, was wow. just bitter hatred. And, uh, and there were issues with uh, Fort Wayne getting to broadcast the game back to Fort Wayne uh, when they came to Toledo, oh, no. to the old sports arena. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it got it got nasty. And, wow. Uh, to that, I mean, to that extent. And, I mean, there was all kinds of crazy stories. I mean, I wish I knew a, a bunch of them, but I don't. But uh when right. when of uh, toledo versus fort wayne or toledo or either side versus flint or sag and all, all the old ihl loop there was just oh, a sheer insanity that ensued with those things but um anyway yeah, the, the, go ahead sorry the, at that time the ihl was second to the nhl there was no i'm sure there was an ahl but as the the ranking so that was that was the a ahl at the time so you get NHL players coming down. Yeah, you did. You had IHL and AHL were both uh, considered Triple uh, A, and right. Uh, and uh, but the IHL had guys that had more uh, guys that uh, they just didn't have a contract to play at the at the NHL or even the AHL level. They just didn't. They weren't up like they they were free agents, and so right. they a lot of them would sign with the IHL teams, and the I so the IHL kind of was actually technically a little better because they had yeah. the, some of these guys that um for whatever reason didn't fit in the plans because the ahl was trying to develop their 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 farm teams their farm team yeah. players to move up but uh, the ihl had free agents and stuff so you know it was it was a little bit uh you know they still had call-ups to the nhl but they still i mean like i say i just think they had so, uh, some really good players that played in the IHL, so no question oh, of course. about it. Yeah, just more and more of the the um, business aspect that's preventing them to have that pathway to there. So mm -hmm. lucky us, we're able to guys to be able to see the quality of hockey, and it definitely showed. Yeah, that's for no sure. Question. So now, so you grew up watching the K's. Who were the guys that, um, uh, if you can remember back then, that meant the most <laughs> to you? Grow as oh, you wow. got, as you grew up. Um, with uh, Colin Chin, mm -hmm. Steve Fletcher, Kelly Hurd, 
Uh, we even had Pokey Reddick and Nick at the at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, amazing goalie. Um, oh, geez. Mitch Mittendorf, uh, Harley Davidson. Or he had the uh, last name was Davidson. I always said Harley Davidson over the the, the PA. Oh man. Um, I, I'm reaching back in my mind trying to think of some players, but those are the the, the top ones that came out for sure. Yeah. Uh, 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 um, Bawa was a, a big defender that we had. Um, first name's escaping me. That was fun. That was uh, it was. Uh, you can see the 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 uh, nowadays they the the type of players. Uh, the enforcer was prevalent. You yeah. could see that. It wasn't days where you have just one guy, but this guy can actually skate and pass and whatnot. So were the guys in the back then, but it, it's the dynamics of that, of trying to make the game not as violent, I guess, uh, nowadays. But then it was more, it was, it was, it was necessary for those who were a little too, uh, trying to use the, nice words who weren't uh, mean to the the, the better players the tra- they so, were crap disturbers the, there you go thank you <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh growing up with that uh, as an option um uh you don't see too many uh, little guys trying to take on the enforcer role at all uh you got your tie domies yeah. but that that's all i can think of. everybody else is like a pavel Bure or whatever else it's the skater forward scorer I, I remember, but, uh, um, I remember, was it Scott Gruel? Scott Gruel, yeah, yeah. He was, uh, he was a guy that he could put the puck in the net, but he was also he could be scrappy when he needed to be. Um, oh yeah, yeah. You yeah. had to have that. Ed. Uh, yeah. So, but now, sure. what, 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 what NHL team did uh, you follow when you were a kid? Oh my God! You know what? I remember this is the same question you gave me when my first interview when I uh, came to Toledo. 2001. Uh, I was at uh, place was escaping my the name of it. It was a steakhouse. Oh, it was a bar. It was Pat and Dandy's. Pat and Dandy's, yeah. And I get a steak dinner, and I was at an interview with you and Coach Omi. Yep. At the time, I was so nervous. Uh, You asked me this question, and all I could think of was, oh my God, I can think. I can't remember the name now. Um, it was probably, I was watching some highlight video and uh, I think it was Wendell Clark was the name that popped. I'm like, yeah, Toronto, but I don't really have a team. I, 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 I'm not, I don't want to be that guy that I, I'm not joining a bandwagon or anything or a fan wagon. Uh, I like certain teams with certain aspects, um, whether they're doing well this current year or not. Um, Minnesota, that's a good team. Uh, I've always liked them since, uh, Oh, they had one playoff year where they all had uh, basically what Las Vegas has had as they entered their, their inaugural season, where it was a bunch of basically nobody wanted them, and they proved everybody everybody wrong by getting to the, the I think it was the finals was the first year. Minnesota was doing the same thing. I think they got to the third round conference, and they were just it was it was amazing to see them beat better talent, more talented, and better teams. Um, Carolina's a fun team. I know Don Cherry thinks they're a bunch of jerks. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, you gotta you gotta adapt to the current day, I guess. Um, uh, I'll say Toronto. I like seeing them. They're 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 the little engine that could, uh, but you know for sure in the playoffs some switch gets turned off and they they get lost in a paper bag. Um, <laughs> geez, uh, trying to think. Um, well, who are the players now that you like? I mean, some of the current guys. 
that uh, are playing that you think are pretty cool. I like watching the, the Stahl brothers, seeing them as they, they started as rookies, get to the point where they are and being leaders of their team, like for uh, Carolina. Um, I, I enjoy seeing that the, they're the, how they progressed over, over time. Um, it's amazing to see Carey Price doing what he is right now at his age. I, I hate to say that because he's probably my age too, 36 or so. But uh, it, it's um, oh, put okay. me on the spot. I can't really think of any teams. I mean, I mean, let's put it this way. See, I think you're kind of proving the point, though. Yeah. I mean, if I asked you about you know with the playoff run and everything, and how great they've been, the the comments, I bet you could probably answer everything Fort Wayne there is, as opposed to. Uh, in the NHL, and again, <laughs> it just goes to show the how important and how part of in, in, ingrained uh, the part of the Fort Wayne fabric the Comets are. You know, they are so such yeah. an ingrained oh, yeah. part of it. Yeah. I, besides players, I, I I do like to see when certain coaches are coaching. Uh, not to have any any connection because uh, Ben Boudreaux is coaching the Comets and having that. But Bruce, uh, ever since, uh, man, since he was with the Comets, playing for the Comets and going from there uh, and making his way even to, like, the other, I think, was it the foreign Comets or the, the oldest organization in the league and then the Hershey Bears? And he had the, the, the fortunate, uh, fortune to be able to, to coach for both of those teams um, and see what, see what he's done with, uh, hell, even Washington. Um Minnesota, and now he's he's at that point. But I don't. Know. I it's it, it. There's there's too many things to say. I I follow one thing or the other. That's 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 kind of uh, restricting. I like to see the entire game. Everything about it is great. Okay. So now. Cool. So uh, talk about when when how old were you when you start playing travel? Travel. Uh, I didn't make it the first two years. Uh, I I guess I didn't have the the skill yet. Kiwis started there. Uh, they put me on defense first. Uh, that was the only way I could make the team. Really? Uh, did, yeah. Uh, so I worked to play defense, worked my way to uh, did center, and then uh, wing was my, my forte after that. So get first, grind it, and pop it to the player who can score. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, that's, um, that's fine, but I mean, I, I'm just still trying to picture that, and were you a? Could you skate backwards? Yeah, I could skate backwards. It was oh. just uh, off maneuvering. Was uh, I? There are other kids who, who they've been playing with each other longer than I have. I was a new kid into this whole group, so in order to to blend in with one another and get to know the crew, defense was a was a good starting way to, I guess, be accepted. Huh. Um. So I did that uh, one year of peewee. Then I went to Bantam single A, travel, uh, Bantam double A the next year. Uh, and then after Bantam double A, I went straight to midget triple A, okay. major. Um, so starting at 14, I want to say it was 14, no, 12, starting uh, before Bantam. Um, I went to a training camp in Minnesota hockey camps. Uh, brother was there, following his footsteps, uh, did that, and I, it really did help. Um, it's about a 14-hour drive from Fort Wayne. Uh, you're, you're right in the Brainerd, Minnesota, um, about two hours away from St. Paul. 
And uh, Brainerd has, a, a, I think, a large drag racing uh, um, venue there, which is, from what I've heard, I've never been to it. But if anybody needs to know where Brainerd is, that's usually the place to see. But uh, the camp was located for 250 uh, campers uh, on Gull Lake, middle of the woods, in log cabins. We had a, a weight training facility, dry land shooting course. Uh, it, it, it had... Um, uh, it was based on your skill. It wasn't based on your age rank. So if you're 13 and you can play with junior hockey players, you're in that group. So we'll start you off with like the first ice time just to assess you, see where you're at. And you can stay there from one week to 10 weeks. And it's two ice times a day, weight training, dry land, one night after another, classroom. They, they worked you. And they really did. They had coaches from Juniors, uh, scouts from the NHL were there. Uh, the top group consisted of NHL, European elite, and D1 guys from NCAA. Like uh, Joe Thornton was signed to the Boston Bruins from this camp. Uh, these days, I don't know if TJ Oshie, TJ Oshie's still uh, um, going there. And it's not just as, as a, a, a publicity stunt to be able to have these guys. These guys are actually training for long periods of time. And they have uh, their hours, and if you're lucky to have the group below them, I, which I had a chance uh, in my later years, that you're able to watch these guys actually have fun on the ice. They're working hard, they're sweating, but it's 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 amazing. It, um, during the uh, weekends, they'd have us, uh, the top two groups, and then the next two groups, and so on and so forth, all the way down to, I think they had it to even Peewees, Peewees and Bantams, from all the states, Canada, Europe, you name it, we're, we're there. Um, but instead of having one group playing a, a game against each other that actually mix the two groups together. So top first lines would be the NHL guys and they play each other for one minute. Buzzer goes off, they jump off the ice. Next group goes on and it's the group two and they play each other. So they make sure that we're not going to have like junior A kids, junior B kids playing against the NHL player. There's this, the, it doesn't work. But you, you, you adapt the, the tempo of the game mm-hmm. and you're on the bench with these guys, seeing how they act and, 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 you you kind of you get an insight of what it takes to get to their level. Not exactly their skill. You will, yeah, because you get to see them weight training and see what they're doing. You kind of like, oh, that's what they're, oh, that's how they do. Okay, cool. Oh, I gotta get take this a little more seriously. Ah, okay, this is what they do. These guys, we wake up before we have a schedule starting at six a.m. and we'll be done at eight p.m. And these guys are up at uh, five or four, going for their run, just to have breakfast. And then they get ready for the rest of the day. They're always always up in the ante. A lot of competitive uh, nature. That that really brought the passion in me to say, okay, I can, if I work hard, I can actually do this. I can see the results of other players who have gone there, and this is what they're doing. So I can not monkey see, monkey do, yeah, in a sense, but there's a path. There's It's real. It isn't just seeing, I see Sidney Crosby on the ice. He, he did a certain move, and they show it on the highlights. You're there seeing that picking their brain having fun so it was doing that for eight years every summer i do three to five weeks and i'd live there live there uh, the whole time wow now yeah. was there so, any other besides your brother was there anybody else there that you knew that went there yeah uh uh john hill john hill actually joined in the the second year uh oh two oh three uh he and i grew up in the same neighborhood same school uh, and uh, still keep in contact with one another whenever we can and how lives work out. And, um, yeah, he was there. Um, 
we had another four-wing kid where we were hoping he would be able to join the Cherokees, but he ended up going to uh, uh, Peoria with Julian Burdine. Um, ooh, uh, second year, there was a, a player that joined us, was a stall bomber. Yeah, Shane um, Stallbomber. Shane, yes. Uh, he and I were in the same group, um, but we only knew each other. He was, I think, was uh, playing for a uh, team in Dubuque at the time. Uh, coach Lepper, he was also a coach in at the camp. And uh, I guess in that camp, everybody gets to network with one another. Um, and so he was able to find his way to, to the Cherokees. I don't know the, the stuff behind the scenes of how he got there, but yeah, he, was, he, he came from that. Um, that's how I knew him from. Yeah, there was, um, there was some crazy stuff that went on. And, and I think they were trying to give him a, a, a fresh start, but it, it didn't work out. But, eh, you know, you just you, you know, hope for the best, you know, for those kids and stuff. But I want to ask you, yeah, like, while I'm thinking about it, you know, you talked about, you know, John Hale, uh, of course. Uh, if yeah. I'm not mistaken, he's a dentist now, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of what I was going to ask you. Oh, who 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 coached you? Like when you played, uh, you know, Bantam and then, you know, up to midget AAA. Uh, first year was uh, 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 Coach Trigovich. Uh, he was, uh, um, I think he was a, a district, a assistant district attorney of Indiana uh, at the time. Next year we had uh, um, bands was uh, Dave Warren um, from Fort Wayne played hockey played juniors um, had uh, then the following year well, those were the two years with uh, um, with Bantam hockey uh, then Jim Keeley um, he was our coach as well as uh, Larry Herb Roy Davis uh, this is Cole Herb's dad Larry um, and Roy Davis was there. Um, it was that was that was that was uh, uh, that was a fun year. That was with a triple A. Uh, didn't get much ice time, that's for sure, because I'm coming from Bantam Delay, and these guys have been they won uh, the national championships in Bantam, and they've been together since the very beginning. So trying to crack into that team was an uphill battle, that's for sure. But it was it was definitely an experience that I, I still cherish. It really was. I'm I'm happy they're able to bring me on board. A long season. We had I think we had 90 plus games. Oh. Then we had like three, three, that's just, yeah. Then like three and a half ice times per week. Uh, half ice time is because we did have like a small ice at the McMillan arena at the time. And uh, they, they worked us, they worked us and we were, we were conditioned. We had, we had a hell of a team. Um, yeah. Uh, that, then, then I think uh, we had the Fort Wayne experiment was, I think what you guys called it. We had yeah. the five, <laughs> five or six of us join the, the Cherokees uh, after that. Uh, the, yeah. Do you remember um, who who came from Fort Wayne uh, your first year? You and yeah, who else? Uh, me, uh, Mike Moore, Kyle Kleinschmidt, uh, uh, Cole Herb. Uh, oh shoot, uh, I'm, Chris Hoy. Chris Hoy, thank you. Uh, sorry, Hoy, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> and Ryan Ryan Potts was already on the team before, so he was the assistant captain, uh, alternate, however, whatever you want to say. So we had six of us at that time. Holy cow! Yeah. Or Wayne experiment. Now that was that was it was nice to have people I knew on the team. That was cool. Yeah, um, I was gonna say, uh, you know that uh, that probably had. I mean, especially your uh, now that, that's your first time away from home. 
you know, yeah. and uh, I would think <laughs> that, well, first off, were you ever tempted to play high school? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, no, no offense to anybody who played high school at the time. Um, I, uh, I, uh, I want, no, uh, travel was my thing. Uh, it was, uh, more, more dedicated to it. Um, I, I, I felt travel was the better path to take, to be more, <laughs> be neutral in this, in this statement. But yeah, it's, I think it's a little bit better. So, um, there was good talent. There's a lot of talent. There's some people that just didn't have the, the money to be able to fork over for travel. Cause there was a lot of money that goes into it. It really is. Oh yeah. You know, the hotels travel, just the ice time and gear and tape and sticks and blah, all that. I, I, Getting older and older and realizing this, I, it's amazed how 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 people can do it. Yeah, I'm uh, happy that my dad, and mom, uh, gave me that chance to do it. It was, it was really a lot of fun, a lot a lot of growing up, uh, living away from home. Uh, so Minnesota was is a little taste of being away from home, but you still had the opportunity to go back. It's not a whole season. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was more of a marathon. Um, new high school. Uh, Where did you go to high school? Here? Family. Uh, first year with Bedford, Bedford High School in uh, Temperance. Okay. Just, yeah, just over the. Uh, we were the kicking team. mules. Yep. Still That's are. Right. I had, uh... <laughs> oh yeah, uh, Rick and Kim Waters were my billets. Uh, I had uh, Chris Kraft was my neighbor with the the um, oh the names were escaping the neighbors were the Kurs I think. Um, but yeah, Chris Kraft he and I would drive together to school. Um. Todd Blaskowitz would be there as well, a kid, a kid from Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, I do believe. Yep. Mm-hmm. Fred Hawkins, um, Chris Hoy was going. Was from May, Maine. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's right. You have a good memory. I remember um, bits and pieces. <laughs> that's all that matters. It's some mm-hmm. little breadcrumbs. No, who are you? Um, oh no, I'm kidding. Uh, but. <laughs> but. Uh... Uh, all right. <laughs> No, but I mean, uh, no. it, it was still, I mean, I would think that had to be, uh, it, it was kind of one of those things where how weigh the balance of being homesick versus, hey, I've got some freedom here. Uh, both. Uh, I, had, I had a lucky, uh, I had the opportunity to hear stories from my brother who's already lived in Minnesota playing for the Mankato Ice Sox, and uh, then he played in uh, Saskatchewan. So he'd come back and tell me stories of what to expect. But then again, different place, different people. Everything's different. Uh, and when you first go through it firsthand and then telling your little brother wild stories. Um, but it, it's you, – you you touched on it. There's, there, there's the line of being homesick. I was at times. I, I'm a young kid. Um, first time away from home, uh, responsibilities, uh, whatever I learned from home, I actually had to apply. Um, be respectful do your work get it done be nice um because uh, if you if you don't there's you learn consequences and i'm sure you learn that with anything in life but when you're by yourself and uh home's just a phone phone call away but it's still it's, it doesn't solve the problem at the time so you learn quick you have to adapt you that's a definitely definitely a good skill to learn and have uh besides schoolwork and homework um yeah, then you got you got the Cherokees. You got to train, make sure you're ready mentally, make sure you're dressed. You're not gonna have your breakfast laid out. I mean, depending on your bill. My bill family was really awesome. They're very nice. Um, do the tours, help them. 
you're you're in their home help them mow the yard do the dishes it's okay you're, you're not there it's not a hotel this is a family you got your you're they welcome you in you got to be a part of it um life lessons yeah we're definitely you learn a lot of those uh, if you're having a bad day well you know what that's you got to learn to be able to figure out what the next step is well now what was it like for you to uh when you first walked uh well first of all how were you recruited were you drafted uh were you did you go to a trial uh i did go to a trial yes i did go to a tryout uh, it was a i got a uh i do believe a letter asking me to come to um Oh wait, no. There was a uh, um, oh, there was an uh, like uh, uh, I don't know one of those invitational skates where basically anybody and everybody can go there, and all the scouts watch there. And I think uh, um, Mike Robertson was there. He had a chance to talk to me and got my name, and then from there invited me to the tryouts. Oh, where was that? That was yeah. So uh, um, had the tryouts. That that was fun. We had uh, uh, this. Oh, I had long bleached blonde hair and the the the. Breezers or the, the pants uh, that we were wearing for the comets. We had these uh, uh, shells that we put over bright orange, bright pylon orange uh, covers. So I was trying to stand out as much as I could. Uh, it, it, I already did being the shortest guy out there. Uh, but uh, I was trying to trying to make my name, get noticed, uh, work hard. And uh, I happened to be playing against Gabe Young, oh one of the tallest God. guys out there. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> That's the long yeah, and like, the okay. short of it, isn't it? He's my mountain. I got to somehow just annoy the hell out of him or get the puck. And I just did did just that. I got under his skin, and he was just he was so mad at me, almost uh, almost said a bad word there. So he's uh, yeah, he almost got really he got really mad. Uh, I think we tussled uh, and just kept you can on playing. Pissed. I don't care. Um, but uh, yeah, he. I mean, yeah. he, that, you you had that. Okay. I was. I don't know. You had that ability to. Uh, to really PO everybody. I mean, you just did. That was your <laughs> that was in your wheelhouse better than most. And and that's and yep. it was so and it was so I, funny because Omi, we used to talk about you sometimes like uh back in the hotel room having a cold one before because back then all the parents would come to our room, to my room, because that's where we'd keep all the all the adult beverages. Yep. And so we would yes. all store everything in there. <laughs> And they would all come to my room and we would all sit there and uh, talk about, you know, the game or just talk about whatever. We'd all toss a few back and everything. But before they'd get there, it'd be <laughs> me and like Omi and uh, and uh, trying to remember who else coached back then. But uh, Baker. Oh, yeah. Bill Baker um, and uh, stuff. We'd all sit there having a pop yeah. and, and it, 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 it Omi would be like damn that Kobe, I tell you what, you know, and he'd just go on and he would just, and it was a thing of, he loved you because you were able to get people off their game. The thing that drove him nuts was sometimes you got people on our team off their game. <laughs> now that's I, talent. In my mind, I thought it was motivation, but I, some people don't take it that way. So I was trying to be positive in my own way. Uh, I guess that hit the wrong buttons a few times. Um, <laughs> That's what keeps life yeah. interesting, you know? But uh, yeah, but yeah, and it's funny going, I'm just trying to picture you and Gabe Young. Gabe was, for those of you that don't know, Gabe was probably, I'm going to guess at about six, 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 seven. 
alley. He was. I know everybody's taller. When I I can't I can't really I can't say if somebody asked me was he tall. I'm like ah, everybody's tall to me. So he was yeah six six at least yeah. yeah. So he was in that six 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 seven range. Uh, he was probably yeah. about two thirty two forty right in there. <laughs> I mean this guy. Yeah. Ooh, he could he could have played football if he didn't play hockey. And, oh yeah. And, and just to paint just to put the picture for you, okay? I'm just painting the picture. He is yeah. uh, he was biracial. He was uh, um, I believe Asian and African American, and he mm-hmm. had a huge fro, and <laughs> yeah, was right. dyed yeah. blonde. Yes, that's right. Oh my gosh, this guy. I mean, they didn't come more intimidating or just uh he he looked like he could destroy anybody and it and with the way he skated it 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 looked like okay what's he doing at this level but then then once you got under his skin and it didn't take much you understood why he was at this level i was surprised how quickly he did i i i I just wanted to do something i i uh... At the whatever game it was uh, during the trial, I guess I I wasn't breaking out well, or I didn't have a good forecheck at the time. Like you know what, I got to do something. I got to do something just to get to catch the eye of the coach or whoever's watching me and see if I can actually do something. Just just a, he may not have the most points. He may not be doing whatever that they're looking for. But hey, he's got heart. He's working his butt off. He's trying to do something, anything he can, just to do something. And I I did I I pissed him off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that pretty much sums it up right there and yeah. then, and and i uh, there's a few i got a lot of memories of you it with uh toledo and usually most of it had nothing to do with anything on the ice like, <laughs> uh, but uh you know we'll get into that here in a second um but um uh, i think probably the thing i remember too remember we had uh some some woman who sang the national anthem all the time and she used to wear yes. those low cut uh tops i was focused on the game i don't know what you're talking about you liar yep. and the reason i know you're lying <laughs> is because focus we were is key players focus is key kids yes we were in <laughs> we were we were in monroe we played our home games yep. out of monroe that year and oh my do you remember that? I, I did the play-by-play literally out of an office above the rink that looked out over the rink. That, yeah, you're right above the, the what's on the locker room side, not the, the um, bleacher side, right? Uh, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. And we're, well, we're on the penalty box side. That's all I remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know exactly, yeah, yeah. And I remember you, I remember you in the penalty box one game. You were sent to the box. And she happened to walk by, oh, and no. you took a look at you took a look at her, and I, oh, no. I my head was out the window looking, calling the game, and I'm talking, <laughs> and all of a sudden I look down, and of course, they're sitting there, you know, present and accounted for, and uh, and she's walking by, she stops, she looks up, and I'm not, I'm trying to focus on the game, but then I look yes. over at the penalty box. And you're looking at her, and you look at me, and you are cracking up at me. You are just <laughs> laughing, and and I'm just sitting there going, "Dude, just stop!" And, and 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 you were just, you just had this big old grin on your face, and and you kept looking, kept looking back at her, then back at me. 
back at her and I'm just sitting yeah. there going, Oh my God, no. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it was just so funny that, you know, just some of the, uh-huh. I remember one of the other things too, didn't you, I don't know if it was that year or the year after which year it was, <clears throat> you guys made a calendar. Yeah. 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 You, uh-huh. And you posed for in that calendar. You were in that calendar. Yes. I- Yes, I do. Oh, I don't have that with me. I had a, a folder of papers here just kind of refer to. But yes, yes, we did make a folder. That was uh, the first year when we we're still in, uh, at Sylvania. Oh, my that God. Was, oh, yeah. That is funny. Because uh, I, rem- I remember you, you you had your shirt off. I all... <laughs> you had your when shirt we're... off. Five, 155, yeah. Yep, and you had, uh, you had your hockey stick over behind your shoulders and your right. arms draped over them. Like, you know, right. it's like, yeah, I'm a stud. That's right. <laughs> Man, yep. that was... I that wasn't was... the only one, though. They said, hey, we're, we're trying to sell calendars. I'm trying to help. That's all. Of course. <laughs> Give your body to help, you know, for the greater good. Uh, who else? That's was, right. Do you remember who else was in Any... that calendar? Oh, uh, Ryan Potts, Cole Herb. I remember Cole Herb had, like, fake teeth. He put in some fake teeth and uh, skates. I have it right here in front of me. Um, Ryan Potts. You got Hassan Foos, Kleinschmidt, uh, Blaskowitz, Chris Kraft. Uh, Chase Gunning's there. And then you got Kester, Opid, Moore. Oh, I I, I want to say Bob Mays, but I know it's Dan Mays right now because he, he is. He's coaching out in Pittsburgh, but that's all right. That's we right. all still call him Bobby. Don't worry. Still Bobby to me. Yep. Uh but yeah, that was the 0102 season. Yeah, that's hilarious. Flexing. Yeah, you guys tried <laughs> to get a little beefcake going there, but um, <laughs> oh, that was funny. But now I, I was just trying to remember that was really weird too because yeah, you that that's pretty. You're kind of one of the rare birds, man. You uh, you went from Tamo to Monroe. Yeah, and, uh, that that was quite a that was quite an ordeal. I mean. Because we could, we always had to play our home games, like most of our home games in September, October. And, yeah. And then uh, we'd have the, you know, a little bit of a road trip. And then uh, to finish the season, we'd have like maybe two or three home games. And that was it. You know, for the rest of the second part of the season, like maybe two or three home games. And all the rest were yeah. road games. Because we could never get premium, you know, decent ice times at Tamo because they favored the high school teams over us. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was hard. Yeah, I remember. Have you seen the arena lately? Uh which one? Tamo? Man Monroe. Monroe, no. I haven't is this still there? The building is. But uh I, I happened to go there. I went for a little road trip just to get out of the house with a, with a girlfriend and we I was like, oh yeah let's, I'll show you around Toledo where I played hockey where else went up to the Monroe uh, area and it like gets abandoned. Uh, there was a garbage, large dumpster. It was on fire. There was smoke or something like that. I felt like I was, um, you know, the Back to the Future two where uh, they go see and then uh, was it uh, um, the alternate universe where or the reality oh, yeah. where they have Biff is running the casino mm-hmm. and where else? I felt like at that moment, like what the heck happened to this place? I I thought. Uh, I guess I still had the nice memories in my mind, and then coming up to see this, it kind of shocked me. But uh, it happens. I understand. Yeah, if, but uh, still, man, goes downward. they need they need a rink in Monroe. They do. Yeah, but yeah, uh, that, that's... it's just sad. 
but uh, I, I I tell you, um, it it really it really served uh, its its purpose. But mm-hmm. um, I'm glad we're at where we're at now, or I should say they're at now. Uh, I've been retired from there for a few seasons, but uh, it's it's good to see that uh, that you know the Ice House has been you know just a uh, uh, great place. It's a intimidating place for the opposing teams to come play, and good. and and the fans are 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 the, there are a lot more fans now that come to Cherokee games than there used to be, and that's through the hard work of you know, the coaches and, 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 and the organization and stuff, they've got more people in the stands. I mean, we were lucky if we had what, just outside of parents, we were lucky if we yeah. had 50 people in the stands, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. if we had, if we had 200, that was like a packed house almost, you know, and, and, and <laughs> yeah. now, you know, they, they, they do real well. Uh, so, and yeah. that's a tribute to them. So um, that's, that's, about time. Good. Yeah, I agree. Um, now, with uh, playing that first season, tell me what it was like when you went into the camp, when you went into, uh, you know, you had so many faces that you knew, but was there if times where it was like, holy crap, what am I doing here? Uh, there, there, were, there were times like that. Um, like, like you touched upon, it was, it was nice to have familiar face. So it's not as overwhelming. There's always other people you can refer to like, Hey, what do they say? What's going on? What, what are we expecting? Okay. Something to bounce off ideas off of. But a lot of the guys were easy to talk to cause they're in the same position. Uh, the previous year we had, uh, uh, Cherokees, uh, won nationals, wasn't it? Uh, no, they, they went to nationals, but they didn't win. It. Went to nationals. Yeah. So a lot of them were, were veterans that moved on to college or elsewhere. So we were starting with, I think, four or five veterans that were on the team. You got you know, Kester, Mays, uh, um, Potts, and I think uh, Gunning. Uh, I don't know if uh, the goalies, McCaskey, Sarah, or Elliot were there, but it was a small Elliot, group. I think, was there. Okay, Elliot was there then. So – Either way, it's still a small core and a lot of rookies coming in trying to fill that role. So we we knew we had we had to get together quickly in order to be a team, a competitive team. So it was it was overwhelming. It was because uh, being away from home, trying to perform all the time uh, at a hundred percent, just to make sure that I'm still going to get a good spot, a spot whatever the coaches want me to do. Um, it was hard work. I, all I, all I knew was just put my nose to the grindstone. Just go, just go, just keep going. They'll, 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 they'll kind of guide me as I go, but uh, do what got me there. Just grind, work hard, skate. Don't give up. Keep going. So um, tell me what it was like playing for coach Omi. It was fun. It was very, very uh, guided very well. I, I thought he, um, I like the communication they had with a lot of players. Uh, it wasn't always a barking like you're not doing it, blah blah blah. No, he, if there was something that he needed bark, he barked. But most of the time, we understood what the role was, what we had to do. So, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the two years that I was there. Uh, you know, and <clears throat> talking about the time you were there, the as part of the Fort Wayne experience, I'll never forget <laughs> uh, that year we made it to playoffs. The, and of course, we 
opened up with who else but Peoria, who yeah they occupied they and they they were living rent free in our heads because up until that time, uh, all those all that time we never beat them. No, no, then, you're right. Yeah, and then we had to go in there, and they beat us the first game in the best of three, and it was the. It was, uh, we had to uh, come, and it was in Peoria. It wasn't in Toledo at all. Yeah, that was a tough barn to play in. I remember mm-hmm. that. Ice was different. Well, the puck bounced off the boards a little differently than we were used to. Most of the other arenas that we played at were similar, but this one, yeah, it was a touch off. So, yeah. And, and what made it really hard, too, was uh, the fact that, you know, I mean, it was called the Owens Center. That's what it was called. Um, they, uh, it was... It was crazy in there, man. They had a good fan base in there. They were loud. Yeah. Uh, they couldn't, you couldn't, uh, they couldn't do any wrong, man. They, those guys just, uh, they, they owned us. And then, yeah. so we had to beat them uh, two games in a row. And I remember I offered for you guys to be able to shave my head. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. And, oh wow! Uh, yeah. If you guys That's... won, if you could come back and win it, and <laughs> it was back to back overtime games. Yes. And, and you guys beat them. Yes. You, I, oh. It was like just incredible, and uh, we, we we were definitely motivated to shave your head. We're like, oh yes, yes. <laughs> oh, we're gonna get it. <laughs> everybody, everybody came into the room. And uh, I remember your folks were both in there. Uh, Larry Herb and his wife were in there. I think the Hales were in there. No, not the Hales. Um, I can't remember which year. I think it was the first year you were there. Um, So it's Feinschmidt, wasn't it? What's that? Feinschmidt, Kyle? Yeah, 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 yeah. Another Fort Wayne, yeah. Yeah, and all, all all the Fort Wayne kids and a couple of other guys got in there and all got a swipe yeah cut my hair (laughs) well long story short they end up cutting it and 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 buzzing me and giving me a harry krishna haircut (laughs) yeah yeah the little patch in the front of my head (laughs) and the one in the back and thank god i had a toque with me to wear yeah Um, that was just ugly and uh I, I, you know, I'm a big boy, so looking like a sumo wrestler wasn't that big of a stretch. <laughs> but it was like, oof. Your intimidation factor went everywhere we go. Yeah, that's you true. But, uh, but. <laughs> oh, that, that was just ugly. That was just ugly. But, you know, it, it, it was so great. You know, I remember your folks and that, you know, I want to I, I want to dabble on that a little bit. Like I said, okay. I really miss your dad because your dad. I can remember he would go on all the road trips and he'd bring the egg with them. And for those of you that don't know, the egg was this little, little, uh, um, trailer, yeah. uh, little, uh, and it's shaped like an egg and it was white. Yep. And so we just called it the egg and that's where, uh, your dad would sleep. And, uh, you know, he would, uh, you know, <laughs> get up in the morning and usually one of the parents would let him use their shower to get cleaned up and stuff and he'd go yep. and get go get the breakfast for the po- folks that were staying there and uh yeah. or he just you know whatever and uh yeah he just he made it work 
that's the thing. He just made it work. And he, um, <laughs> I, I just remember, and your mom, nuttier than a loon, who was just absolutely <laughs> a blast to have it around because she cracked yeah. everybody up. You know, and that's that's the thing. She cracked everybody up, and she was so funny. And um, I uh, I just remember she was just such a, a a blast to to have there. You know, and and I I think that's part of what made everybody love Kobe. You know, they loved you because your folks were just such a hoot to be around. And uh, and uh, you know, you, you like I said, you guys. You were, I mean, yeah, you were growing up and you were having to grow, you were learning as you, you were growing up on the fly, but you still were a good kid. And yeah, you really ticked off a lot of people in the, on the ice, you know, (laughs) uh, depending on the day, which side, uh, but uh, it it just, uh, it just worked out that way. But the thing is, is that you, I'll, I'll never forget this. It was the second year we were in Monroe. And I was standing there next to Todd, to T.O., and, uh, yeah. and, 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 he, and he said, you know, he didn't, he was not happy with you because you didn't have the best camp. And I remember oh, him, yeah. I remember him yeah. telling me, or I remember him saying it to, uh, I don't know if it was to you or if it was to somebody there. I was just happened to be standing was- there. And he goes, you know, if this was just a new guy coming in, he said, and I didn't know him, I'd have cut him. He said, but I know Kobe. I know what kind of player he is. You yeah. know, so he, he's he got to get his butt in gear. And, uh, yeah. you know, he says, <laughs> I know what kind of player he is. And that's the reason he kept you. And, and, yeah. and, and well, it was like, uh, you know, you kicked it in gear, you know, that second year. You you, you know, I mean, it was still, it was uh, one of those things where it's like, now I understand how important it is and why, you know. Yeah. And he, he did all of that. So. Um, now you played two years in Toledo. That's right. Um, what do you remember the most about that? I mean, from a, 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 a fun and silly and crazy standpoint. Oh, um, oh, geez. Like who are, I mean, obviously you mentioned names from the past, like, uh, you know, yeah. the Fort Wayne guys. Uh, Blaskowitz from Pittsburgh. Uh, oof. That that guy was nuts. Yeah, he, he, yeah. And the funny part, <laughs> and you know what the funny part is? I think he's isn't yep. he in the military now or something? Yep, yep. Last time I like, I heard, yeah. <laughs> it's like, um, yeah, yeah. You don't you don't I, associate I, you know regimental and uh, you know minding your p's and q's and all that stuff with. Todd Blaskowitz, and then you know, no. you know, because he was a he was a he was a hoot, he was crazy. Yeah. But you know, hey, yeah, you, you know what? That's why you do those things when you're young. That's right. You gotta you gotta go through that phase, or yeah, for sure. Uh, what I remembered, uh, the first thing that's coming to mind of being at Sylvania, um, honestly, just I remember just first thing that's standing out is, is running power play and penalty kill on uh, um, practices. I always enjoyed that going through the motions and practices we had. Um, he'd work as hard. Like if we we didn't do something right, we'd skate lines. We do uh, um, I think they called suicides at the time, or or had other name for it. But doing that, I always enjoyed. You? I'm sorry. Oh, back yeah, 
Oh yeah, and doing that, and uh, I the being at Minnesota hockey camps, that was all the time skating, skating, skating. That I made sure that we always are skating all the time. And going there, I, I didn't mind back skating. I'm I'm used to it, and everybody else is like, uh, uh, and being out of breath, and I'd be. I'd skate past them, get back, have a sip of water. I'll be out of breath too. But uh, I, if I was having a bad week or whatever else, I, I, I didn't mind. I like practice. That was fun. I like the practices. Hard work, yelling at us, having a good time, being with the guys. That, the, the camaraderie, it's – you don't know – you don't miss it until it's gone. Yeah, it's really that's nice. true. That's very true. Uh, do you remember yeah. – do you remember the your first year at Tamo? Do you remember um, a kid by the name of Tony Pomponio? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I ended up uh, living with them the, the next year with his family in the second year. Yeah, because who was the kid in the first year that and was – Matt uh, – is it oh, – Tucker. Matt Tucker. Yep. Matt Tucker, right? them. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's from he's from Fishers, Indiana. I'm looking yeah. at the roster right now. He yeah. wore number six, yeah. didn't he? Did he wear number six? Yeah, I'm looking at the roster. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, I, I, sure. I don't know how I remember that, but uh, the, the thing yeah. it's like I can't remember what I did ten minutes ago, but I can remember that. I don't know why, <laughs> but uh, it's it's funny. No, I remember Tony because. Remember the fight he got in with the supposed heavyweight champ from uh, Columbus? Oh, he was a gold glove fighter. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Dropped him with one punch. And he was still 15 yeah. at the time. <laughs> he was, yeah. He, I mean, he's he, a solid kid. It's, it's deceiving. Yeah, you think he just with his belt. No, he's – you don't want to throw down with Tony. No, he uh, – I mean, he looked like all skin and bones, a defenseman. I don't think he weighed 140 pounds. And no. that dude, when he, that other guy, the heavyweight guy, was an overager. He was 20. <laughs> yeah. He was 20. He was an overager. And and Omi was freaking out. I mean, freaking <laughs> out. And uh, he was, uh, he was uh, like, not wanting him to fight. And they dropped the gloves. And, and Omi's, like, in near panic mode. I mean, he was ready to give birth to kittens. And, Don't hurt the little kid. <laughs> and, and, and they go to square off and they move in and Tony throws one shot, hits him in the orbital, right in the eye, and yep. drops him. He he yep. ends up fracturing, he fractured his orbital bone, I think uh his nose or his cheekbone, and then the kid was knocked unconscious with the shot and <laughs> fell and fell to the ice unconscious, yeah. landed on his wrist and broke his wrist. Oh, oh wow! I forgot about that. Yeah, one shot, and uh, yeah. So, and I think it was probably maybe one or two more fights that Tony just destroyed people, and people yeah. didn't want to fight him anymore. After you know? that, we, okay, we we gotta make a little circle around this guy. So. Yeah, it was I like, can't press. Well, it was him and Cole Herb. My God, yep. Herb, Herbie was ooh, that guy. His his he had those heavy hands. I mean, yeah, yeah. At the same time, he had no fear going into it. He's just, all right, here I go, wiping up the uh, the floor with this guy. Here we go again. Then takes him out. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I mean, he hurt people. 
he hurt yeah. and, and and herb was a, a, a nutcase i loved him because yeah. he would do stuff like for the rookie haircut he buzzed his uh, head and did uh, leopard spots yeah yeah that's that? right <laughs> yeah oh my oh. god now what did you what was yours did you do uh mohawk I, I can't remember no i i like i said the first year i had a long bleach blonde blonde hair uh, my roots were coming out, so I had a mullet. It was brown on top with blonde. Oh uh, yeah. Party in the back. And oh yeah. Now right I before my my first day of school, I oh, it's Kobe. Done my usual haircut. Uh, so being introduced that way, yeah. It was uh and uh um, uh Bobby Mays's number side of my head. Um. Twenty five. I think it was twenty five. Yeah, two five. Right in my head. Oh my God, that is. Yep. Funny. <laughs> that is funny. Oh man! Now, did you guys have that to do rookie tough. dinner back then? Uh no, no, we didn't have to. Those two, yeah. Okay, yeah. They do that. Usually, uh, that came later. The uh, the rookies would take the vets out to dinner somewhere, and they had to dress and drag. Oh, cool. When they, when yeah. they did, you know. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> well, you got got to break the ice somehow uh, it's it's it got to do something uh, i reckon um, that's funny yeah <laughs> but no i just you know that's what i remember about yeah, that year with uh, at tam o'shanner was the uh was you know you had uh you know cole herb and you had pomponio and of course pomponio was really good friends also with uh chris craft i remember they used to hang out a lot and i can't say yep. the name that 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 uh that uh craft would call him but uh it'd be it'd be he'd, he'd get in trouble today let's put it that way and uh but uh you yeah yep. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah you, you got the idea i know yeah. i know i know I, yeah. yeah he oh. would yeah he, he would do yep. that and, and and the thing is is that i am we're forever <laughs> grateful to uh to the pomponios because tony's dad was uh worked uh for a builder or construction or something that they they built the yep. red wings locker room and that's right they, they put they in did. the new locker room and they took out the old locker room the old lockers and brought them and put them in toledo at the ice house uh, i didn't know that that's cool yeah and they were too big our locker room was originally over in the far corner and they didn't fit but that when they changed locker rooms when they changed areas of locker room they were able to move them and put them the stalls in the other locker room and so those oh, are old geez. red wings those are old red wing stalls and so i was oh, like, that's oh, so cool crap. i never heard that part of the story i remember hearing about him building the new one oh, mm-hmm. that's cool that's that's great to have especially there yeah, I mean it's really nice. That locker room they've got now is really nice, uh, and uh, you know, I mean they, it's taken care of. You know, I mean not only with the coaches and everything, but uh, you know you got Mo over there, the equipment manager. You've got Doc, the Doc over there. Um, just uh, really good, good people. It's in good hands. So, but uh, yeah. now that's it's it's have as a team to have their own locker room. Uh, it's it's. It, it, you take pride in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know the the two years that I was with Keys that we we didn't, but uh, we we had our own arena, which was fine. So we called the left ones our main game arena, or the right ones for practice, or whatever at the time it was. But 
um, yeah, yeah. That's so what I have to say cool. about that. It's, it's, it's nice to have that. Yep. So now, um, I've, I was thinking too, now, when you finished in Toledo, where, where did you go next? Uh, I tried out in Weyburn, Saskatchewan, uh, for the SJHL. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother was playing up in uh, Grenfell and played games with Weyburn. So I had a, a connection to be able to get in for tryout there. Um, just outside Weyburn, uh, uh, Taggart, uh, uh, I don't even want to say it. Nobody knows where it is unless you're from that area. Uh, Warren Douglas, he played with us in the second year. Yes, I remember Warren. Speaking of guys with yeah, hand, big uh, hands. Well, he, uh, the, the side note, I remember having a fight, uh, and he broke one of his knuckles, but he continued to play like it wasn't bad. He can still function. Our doctor at the trainer at the time said it was okay. Mm-hmm. And so he could see his hand like swell up, bubbly. And so <laughs> something was going on. Somebody was hurting Kester or somebody was hurting Opid. So he said, okay, I guess I'll go. So he goes out and uses that same hand, breaks another knuckle in the same hand uh, against Grand Rapids. Good Lord. Yeah. Good. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Warren, before... The thing I remember, too, about Warren, besides being really Even big to... and a nice guy, great guy. Very nice. Yeah. His yeah. dad, his dad would come in sometimes and he brought his dad brought me because he heard I was a uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders fan. You know, I was big. Huge, like riders. Yeah, yeah, I'm a huge Riders fan. Well, he brought me like a little Riders kit. You know, like uh, bumper stickers and and um, what else did he bring me? A mouse pad, uh, a, a rider mouse pad, and an air freshener. I still have those things to this day. Cool. Yeah, Owen Owen Douglas. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He was, yeah. And his That's, dad. Uh, his dad was like a chain smoker extraordinaire. That dude. <laughs> he did, man. It'd be like the end of the. It'd be yep. first intermission. You, you, everyone, be heading to the bathroom. Not him. He'd be heading outside to go and fire one up. <laughs> no, you gotta go go for a dart. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, prior to Cherokee, I, I, I'd go up because his brother James played hockey with my brother Franz. Okay. So we knew our families were friends and through hockey. So I had a chance to go up there um, just to get exposure. Even at 14, I'm trying out for junior A teams. Uh, just uh, the open skate for Kindersley, Saskatchewan. I'd go up there for the Clippers, and and try out. Uh, it was. You got uh, when you talk about barns, the the name used for arenas and whatnot. This was actually you would be in barns in some of these arenas. Our our locker rooms would uh, would be at the up into the stands, wooden stands, and we have to walk up there with our gear and then walk down with our skates on wooden steps to get into the arena. Is sometimes oh man, there's the, the that was that was an adventure up there. Um, I'll get into that. But Weyburn tried out there, made it to the red and white game, didn't make it. Uh, so, uh, they referred me to, uh, uh, we tried going to Esteban, uh, they were already up. Um, they go quickly. Um, and, and mind you that, uh, they only have a, a roster, uh, quota of maybe like seven international players or foreign players. And they consider foreign players from another province as well. Oh, so even if you're coming from the state, yeah, right. So, uh, being there, I, I was just wanting to see what it was like. Brother told me stories. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go up there. Went in Rome because the Romans, uh, where hockey is, a different culture. Um, so I ended up in uh, a team called uh, um, Tritown Thunder. Uh, small little towns of uh, Carrot River, 
Oh man, uh, Zenon Park and um, I'm, whatever. There's another one. Played there. They ended up winning the NSJHL. But right uh, about three months in, one of the returning veterans from being injured was from out of province. So he came in, and I, I couldn't hold my spot. I was a new rookie. This okay. We have another spot for you. Uh, we're they're a good team. Uh, Cold Lake, Alberta. So I ended up spending next two years in Cold Lake, Alberta, uh, largest Air Force base in Canada. Um, yeah, it, it gets down to minus 60 for three weeks. That's Fahrenheit and Celsius. Holy cow. So it's a yeah, new experience. That was ni- nice. Uh, the area was – terrain was very similar to Indiana, uh, not as flat as Saskatchewan where you can see your dog run away for three days. Wow. Uh, but – yeah, it's as a young kid going up there and just I trying something different, different country. You don't know where you are. You know everybody speaks the same language as of hockey, whether it's French or English. Uh, so you, I'm up here for juniors. They're like, "Oh, great, we all know you." It's and you uh, you were talking about the uh, we're maybe lucky to have 50 fans in the crowd uh, in Toledo, uh, and most of them are parents. Uh, in there, we had a town of 15,000 and maybe 13,000 tried to get in. It was a small arena. So we had 2,000, 3,000 people, and everybody knew about it, and it was always packed. It was neat. It was a different experience. I'm playing Junior B in the Northeastern Alberta Junior B Hockey League, the NEAJBHL. That's a mouthful. Yeah. And I'd get uh, little kids would want my autograph. It was, it was neat. It was, it was a, a um, you, you got to mind your P's and Q's, small town. You do one thing on the other, one side of town, the other t- side of the town will know all about it. Um, so it, um, different different uh, style of hockey. Uh, um, uh, with the training in Minnesota, we were always this, uh, uh, the different players was kind of more of not necessarily a dump and chase and grind and work until you get the puck. And I know that wasn't always, always the case for Toledo, but um, – it, the, I tried to do dump and chase a few times, and they like, what are you doing? You're giving the puck away to the other team. It's like, oh, okay. So, yeah, we have to enter the zone with control and go through that process and then set up the zone that way. Um, different uh, – you, you got a bunch of, uh, uh, like, pomponios. You, you expect uh, somebody of that build to not be as strong. Uh, there's the, Most of them were that uh, pomponio, so I couldn't really – well, it, you can see it with a video, but – I have two teeth missing because I had the wrong French words to the wrong French guy <laughs> who cross-checked my teeth out of my face. Wow. So uh, I found one of them. Uh, the other one's either still in Cold Lake or I, I swallowed it and it's in the sewer system somewhere up there. <laughs> um, but I, it was rude and all, yeah. Uh, I, I, luckily, it was at the, like, the last games of, of before I aged out. So I had a chance to play all that way, and uh, I guess the next couple of weeks was nothing but Jello and smoothies. I couldn't, I couldn't really. Yeah, wow. it was neat. Uh, um, you were I was far north enough that uh, it seemed to me every other day or every every couple of days uh, you'd see the northern lights. The Aurora Borealis would always be prominent. Sometimes it'd be a weak green. Sometimes it'd be red, vibrant purple. It was really. Young kid going into another land. It was it was it was neat. Mm-hmm. Living hockey, living the culture. Everybody lives, eats, breathes it, and and that's that's what it was. It was it was nice. Really good way to to to, to experience that. I, I wasn't really aiming to go. I, it would be nice to be able to move on to junior A and college and whatever else. But 
it, it's the experience was more than anything else and that's i liked it it was nice so how long did so, you stay after you finished playing up there did you come right back uh, home? i went to your well no i i, I the following year I, I went to university of saskatchewan uh studied geology and uh gis geographical information systems wow. um again got to know the university um they had about uh population of 20 20,000 25,000 students there it's a large university um saskatoon was is about the same size of fort wayne um they called the paris of paris on the prairies uh, they got a the north now north saskatchewan river going south it's weird based on the topography uh it was very nice area nice people uh if you don't mind the cold which is there all the time um they have two seasons it's winter and construction <laughs> um so <laughs> uh, it, it gets it gets too cold that they don't even put salt on the roads uh because the salt chemical reaction doesn't react it doesn't do anything it's there so they put sand mm -hmm. as the mixture down so you actually have grit and wind is all the time wind is all the time on the prairies wow. yeah that's so you can't ride your bike you can you you can in one direction you'll go really fast but the other one you might as well walk did you ever give so, thought to maybe yeah. staying up there permanently it was a second home i i did have thoughts um but being away from home uh no going to train in minnesota and then going to to play juniors up north and then school it was, it was a while uh, all in all i think including the two years i think about nine years i was away from home with the exception of summers i've come back uh i work um for the family business and uh even for moving companies that was fun um but uh i home is home i, I wanted to get back to see home and help the family and yeah yeah I, I had my I had my time abroad and uh now i'm here back in portland hey nothing wrong with that so um what uh no a couple more things here before we we finish um how yeah, for... go ahead i was gonna say it's okay for sure oh okay i'm sorry i didn't agree with you that's you're right <laughs> little, that's the little delay there that's that's the wonders of uh of the internet but anyway um uh, just wanted to ask you, uh, you know, who would you say were your biggest influences uh, on the ice and then away from the ice? Uh, in in terms of, of just the team or anybody outside the team? Uh, it could be a coach. It could be a teammate. It could be, uh, it could be an off-ice official. Uh, just anyone that may have, you know, maybe had an influence in how you approached the game or even uh, how you wanted to do things away from the game, but the way that they you saw them was through the game, but you took that and maybe took it off the ice too. I mean, it's up to you. Right. Um, strongly, it was definitely my family. Uh, not to be cliche, but dad, uh, dad and brother. Uh, brother was already playing juniors, and I was kind of following his lead. Uh, but on ice stuff, I could talk to openly about everything that I wanted to, um, to feelings, to uh, strategy, uh, you name it. Uh, I was able to, I knew that I had somebody to talk to. It was nice. Um, so after venting, I was able to get a chance to say, okay, what's the next step? 
What's your game plan? What do you need to do to be able to get the goal that you want to have? And it would be them. They, 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 they'd help me along in the process. Uh, and not to, to take any credit from others uh, who, are, who did help me along the way. I'm not, I don't want to discredit them, but the, the, what comes to mind is family. Um, there's a lot of others did help me. It wasn't just one solo family group that's doing that, but a lot of people. Just seeing even, even other experiences from other people of what to do and what not to do help me guide okay that's something i want to do something i don't want to do and so yeah um anyway. yeah that's how it works okay well uh one last thing here then and that is um two last things real quick um first one okay what would the kobe peters of today what advice would you give to that kid that was looking to experience uh, new things as a young hockey player, new places, new, all kinds of experiences and stuff. What would advice would you give that kid today? Jeez. Um, don't stress, take a deep breath, do what you want. Simple, simple. Keep it simple. Have fun. Okay. And it goes quickly. Yes, it does. Um, the other, now the last thing, I do this with everybody, and that is, especially in regards to your time in Toledo, uh, yeah. talk to T Cherokee Nation uh, and say what's on your mind as far as they're concerned, because we've got folks from different eras, not only the area, era you played in, but before and after that listen to this, uh, current players that listen to this, the fan base that listens to this, et cetera. Uh, what would you like to say to them? Um, people will give advice, listen to their advice, whether it's for you or not, listen to the advice. Um, you, you've been given an opportunity, be a part of this organization. We'll treat you well. We'll treat you to give you what you need to, in order to, to see progress to where you want to be and take advantage of it. Squeeze every drip drop out of it as much as you can. You're part of a family now. Uh, enjoy it and keep working hard. If you have to get under people's skin, <laughs> and no one knows that better than you. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, Kobe, I appreciate this, man. This has been an absolute blast. I mean, the time has literally flown by just doing this. You know, I, yeah. I, 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 I am so glad you were able to do this. This has been a lot of fun, and uh, when we get to where we get uh, normal back up and running. Uh, I want to get a reunion together of just uh, a lot of the players and coaches and whoever. And yeah, we'll probably have an alumni game or something like that. That'd be great. But even if you don't want to play, I want people to be able to just come and hang out and watch a Cherokee game and, and sit in the stands, a whole big pile of us and just sit there, Absolutely. have a couple of pops and tell, tell tall tales and laugh our butts silly. And that's the whole game that plan. I think that's a, that's a, the best idea I've heard. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Well, that's in the that's that's the plan. So, uh, we'll keep you in the loop. And uh, again, I thank you so much for your time. This has been wonderful. Thank you, Mick. I really appreciate it. Yep. Thank you very much. You bet. Well, that's going to do it here for episode eighty-four of the Cherokee Rewind. Again, anytime you want, you just subscribe to whatever platform you use to listen to your MP3 podcasts. All you got to do is put in Cherokee Rewind and subscribe and every time a new episode drops it will let you know 
So for Kobe Peters, I am Mick saying thanks, everybody. We appreciate your time as you've been listening to the Cherokee Rewind.